Well, welcome. We're so glad you're all here. God is so good. I don't know if, I don't know what, I don't know, I, I've, how do I put it to words? How do you put the presence of the Lord to words? Uh, yes, it's, um, it's indescribable. Chris Tomlin wrote a song, Indescribable. And uh, we started off this morning, I've been talking about the breastplate of righteousness, and I'm going to look at Ephesians chapter 6 in just a moment, but um, we started off this morning in worship with communion coming up and trying to talk through the worship service, and we had that new song, it's called Fullness. We, I, I try very hard as a worship leader to not hit you with new songs all the time, but this morning we hit you with two. I don't know if y'all felt that, but we hit you with two brand new ones and one really old one. You probably didn't know anything we sang, but maybe one. Maybe Our God. Maybe you've heard it on the radio and all the others you're like, cool. You know, I don't know this and just kind of having to go along with us. But in practice this morning, in rehearsal, we were trying to put the pieces in place and make things work with the things that we have to do this morning. And um, Jen, just I was trying to move it around, and I'm very systematically thinking and just need an order. Someone please just give me an order, and I'll follow it. Uh, and I said, okay, let's just do it here. And Jen just stepped out, and Ron came running out from the drum booth, and all of a sudden I could tell there's something needing to be discussed here, and we need to consider a different turn. And Jen said, look, we've got momentum with this song. We need to stay focused on what this song is saying and don't split this thing up. Don't, don't drop what we're doing. And I just agreed. Ron went back into his hole into the drum booth. And we all agreed, okay, let's just, we're just going to trust. We're just going to trust the Lord here. We're just going to trust, trust this, that, that what you're feeling is right. And sure enough, right as this song started to pick up steam and started to move, the Spirit of God moved, and, and a tongue and an interpretation came. And we do not need to go numb nor reject when God moves. We're sitting here singing it, God do this, then He does it, and it's like, ooh, wait a minute, that's the most important thing happen happening in the room is God's moving. And I would encourage you, if that was new to you or that was uncomfortable to you, go to the Word. Go to the Word of God. Let Him explain to you. Let the Holy Spirit explain to you truth. Because I want you to know this is who we are. And in putting on the full armor of God, we're going to see one of the pieces is the Spirit of God. We cannot ignore that. We cannot move away from that. It is a vital piece. The sword of the Spirit. And what happened was a, a, a word came. And there were pieces moving around up here, and then Cody took a complete turn. We had planned on one thing, and Cody just went in a different direction, which was right. The second he started, I could feel it. This is right. And I love, I love a plan. God knows I love a plan. But I love when, when he takes us off of it, we go. And if y'all know me at all, I have a hard time getting off the plan. I have a hard time sometimes trying to fit into what he's trying to put on me. I want it to look a certain way. I want it to feel a certain way. Elizabeth knows if, if she did not help me with my dress, not that I wear a dress, but if she did not help me with my 
clothing, I would look differently. And I would like to say, not wrong, just different, but she would say, no, wrong. And God has a way to dress us. It's His way. It's His plan. And what happened this morning is we dressed ourselves. We prayed. My team that puts the songs together, we prayed, we've worked, we came in and we practiced. And then God said, I'm going to dress you just a little bit different. I'm going to put a bow tie on you today. I'm going to put different shoes on you today. I'm going to put a different piece, a shirt on you today. Will you humble yourself and do it? I can tell you that the Lord will let me hold us to our plan and do it my, do it my way, which is wrong. God's not wrong. It's wrong for me to do that, but God will let me. I had a father. My father has recently passed away. It'll be a year next month. And I had a father that would let me go my way. And whenever I would want to return, he would receive me back. He would forgive me. My mom's not here today. She's gone to Jordan Holmes's, Debbie Holmes' uh, granddaughter's wedding, which is today. Um, so she's not here to hear this. But my father, time and time and time and time again, forgave me. And looking at him as a dad, I would probably even think some of those times he probably shouldn't have. Not that he shouldn't have forgiven me, but he should have probably busted me up one or two. He never hit me, but I mean spank me or discipline me. But he always forgave me. This armor, this word, this spirit, this God that we're following is not going to hurt you. He's safe. He's gentle. He's trustworthy. I was talking to the worship team. We take communion before uh, service so that it, there's not a distraction on stage. And as we were talking that through, I was telling the team, this is not a joke. This is, a t- this, is the, this is the plan that God made for us that when we fall down, how to get back up. And as pastors, as worshipers, as churchgoers, as Christians, we fall, still fall down. And God has given us a plan to get back up, not to stay down, and not to stomp us down, and to beat us down, but to lift us up. He knows we're fallible. He knows we fall down. He knows we make mistakes. He already knows it all the way to the end, and He already paid the full price for knowing what I would do till my, de- till my death. Do you hear me? Whatever it is that you've done or going to do, He already knows. And He has a plan for you to be free of that sin, to be free of that bitterness and unforgiveness. But we have to follow it. We could go back there and take the chiclet and the juice and have nothing happen. Or we could follow God's plan and acknowledge our sin and repent of our sin and turn from our sin. And He is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to let us walk forward completely right with God. Do you know why? Because of the righteousness 
of Christ. We are then re-equipped with the breastplate of righteousness when we take communion and genuinely come clean before the Lord. Before you do that, you're holding on to your own righteousness, and you're going to get in trouble. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 says, Be strong in the Lord, verse 10, and in His mighty power. Put on God's armor so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. What are you battling? All strategies. All strategies. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of this unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, against evil spirits in heavenly places. Therefore, because of what we are fighting, because of what we are facing, these evil forces... Put on every piece of God's armor so that you will be able to resist the enemy in the times of evil. Evil. Then, after the battle, what does that tell you? Your life is going to include battles. You are either going to go into that battle with this armor or you're going to go into that battle with your armor. Then, after the battle, If you have equipped yourself according to God's Word and fought this battle according to God's plan, then you will be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. The breastplate of righteousness. It starts with your decision with Jesus. As Christians, I want you to ask yourself, how long have you been saved? I've been saved since I was five. To be honest with you, not that I'm ever dishonest with you, I hope, I can't remember not knowing the Lord. There are some things that we can relate to and some things that we can't. And I have a hard time relating to people that don't know the Lord. I just do. I just don't remember not knowing Him. I was raised in a family that knew the Lord. That I, I know I made a decision at five, but I never knew a time where the Lord wasn't in my life. But our walk with Christ and our ability to get equipped, the church has just provided you with something very significant. We do it once a month. Maybe we should do it more often. Some churches do it more often. Some churches don't. We take communion once a month. And church, this is for the Christian. This isn't for just the unsaved. This piece of communion is vital that you come clean with the Lord and allow Him to re-equip you with the righteousness of Christ. Because I can tell you, when I sin and go out here and fall down, I get out from under that. Do you hear me? I get out from under that covering. But God has made it a way to instantaneously put me back under it, not to ever leave me unprotected, if I will return to Him. When we take communion, it is not just, oh, it's the first of the month, pass it out, and we'll take our drink and go home. 
Don't miss the gift that Christ has for you. And yes, it's hard. And I was telling the team back there, sometimes it's not enough to just take communion and talk it out with God. Sometimes you've got to talk it out with each other. Sometimes I don't get free until I get it out of my mouth and talk to my wife about it. And it hurts. It's embarrassing to even be able to share. One of the hardest things that I've had to do with my wife is to tell her my thoughts. I spent, I, I bet I, we're about to be married 25 years in June, and I bet I spent 15 to 20 of those years not ever sharing my thoughts. Really. Let me say this way. My feelings. I didn't think it mattered how I felt. And it was a lie. And I was drowning. And I didn't know it until it was almost too late. And as I told the team back there, I said, some, some of these things that you're battling with, you need to talk to someone. And I said, I don't know everyone in this room to be completely trustworthy, but I know some to be. And the ones that I don't know, I just don't know. It's not that I think they're distrusting. I just don't know them well enough to know if I share something, will you keep your mouth shut? But there are some in this room that are. And I said, listen, I want to prove myself trustworthy to you. And if you're walking through something, I want to help you. I don't have to know your stuff. If you know me at all, I really don't even want to know your stuff. (laughs) I don't mean that mean. I just got enough on my own. I got enough of my own stuff. Don't you? But the Lord has equipped me and you to help people with my testimony and with what I've walked through and with my resources and my connections to help you. So that when you come and say, I'm going through this, I'm saying, okay, I've been through that. Or no, I, don't, I haven't been through that, but Burton and Cindy have. Don't run away. Let's get together. Because it says, if you will confess your sin one to another, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you of all what? What just happens? I get covered again when I confess my sin one to another. Sometimes that confession can just happen between you and God, but I will tell you sometimes it needs to happen between you and someone. Confess your sin one to another. Do you know why? Because it says that we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of the testimony. That testimony needs to get out of the mouth and into your ear. It is how we overcome. Is when I go to my brother, one of the people that I have just bore my soul to has been Burton. And it's so many times I have no opportunity to get free until I get it out of my mouth. It's painful. I don't even, sometimes I look at Burton and I'm like, how can you even sit here and look at me with what I've told you? I struggled probably five years ago so hard as being the pastor of this church. I struggled so hard. I was drowning. And he stood with me. He prayed for me. He did not talk about me. He kept his mouth shut with me. I want you to know there is a way to get free. And that way is through confession. That way is coming clean before the Lord. It says that if you will confess your sin one to another, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you of all unrighteousness.
there is no, we can have fun and put these things on and have a big time and do this whole sword thing and put the helmet on. But if we do not get to the heart of what the gospel is, we are playing a religious game. And I don't want to see you lose and get beat up. Anybody been there, done that? I have. It's Satan's tactic to keep your mouth shut. Think you're going to lose everything. And as I told the team back there, I want to prove myself faithful. Do you know what? The Lord wants to prove himself faithful. Do you know that's his name? He's faithful. And when you open up, he is not going to pound you like a -a whack-a-mole. He's not waiting. Oh, there he is. Ding, ding, ding. Hey, I get a stuffed animal. You know what the whack-a-mole game is? That's not God. God's like, no, freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. You know what came out this morning? If you will receive from that tongue and interpretation, from the movement of the Holy Spirit in this place, you know what is on the other end of that? Freedom. Don't reject. If you, it's okay to question. If you don't understand, dig, research, find out from God's Word and from His Spirit. God, what does your Word say about this? Justin just gave a word this morning. What does your Word say about it? And go and confirm it. Confirm my Word. Don't take my sermon. Confirm it in His Word. Is anything I've shared outside of Scripture? I would hope it isn't. If it is, come tell me. Let's get together. Break bread together. And let's get to the bottom of it. What's the truth? Because I can tell you I want the truth. If you will confess your sin one to another. I think it's 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sin one to another, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sin and to cleanse you and to equip you with the righteousness of Christ. Amen. We all stand up with me. Just want to take a minute and just let you kind of redo the communion thing. It says not to take it lightly, but to check your heart. And if there is any sin in there, church, get it out. You've got a moment to get free just between you and the Lord. And listen, if you need someone to talk to, my prayer team and those, my deacons, my deacons' wives, the staff, my Sunday school teachers, they're faithful. And they'll pray with you and they'll walk with you. I believe that they are trustworthy. Can we just pray together? Father, in Jesus' name.